the Ultimate Men's Playbook, questions from our audience. How do you overcome the fear of failure? Can't be scared. Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, let yourself fail. That's what I always say. And I know it's kind of cliche. Everyone says, oh, man, fail once and then you, you succeed after. No, you literally have to not be scared of failing sometimes. Okay, let's go with a simple example. All right, this doesn't apply to us because we're taken. Gorgeous girl, you want to ask her out, what do you do? Because there's three options. It plays out in one of three ways. Number one, you ask and you succeed. She says yes. Number two, you ask and you get shut down. Number three, you never ask. Yeah. What do people normally pick? Everyone usually picks number three. Most people. Most I know people. I know I used to always pick number three. Serious? Like earlier on, yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah. And it wasn't really? until you hit that bump where you start realizing it's either one or two, otherwise you're gonna live in a dream or you're gonna be a loser. Okay, so if you pick number two, you ask and you get shut down. People avoid that because rejection is just so painful, right? They start self-doubting, maybe I'm not good enough, I don't speak the part, whatever the situation is, and that really breaks them down later on in life. But a lot of people never ask yeah. because if I don't ask today, there's always hope for one day, yeah. right? One day she might say yes, but getting shut down totally, let me ask you something. Let's say you've got a list of 100 contacts who may or may not buy your product in a company. Yeah. How fast do you go through the list? Well, knowing me, I go through it as fast as I can, probably in a day. 100 contacts is easy in a day. 100 contacts in a day. Easy. Okay. Um, have you had a situation where you'd contact like three, 400 people in a day? It's really hard, but yeah, I mean, I have 10,000 people I still haven't got to. Okay, here's the problem though. Once you reach out to those people, and they all say no, which they obviously don't, but let's say they all say no. A lot of people, when they only have 100 contacts and they all say no, they don't have a business anymore. And yeah. they're so scared to make cold contacts that what they do is they hold on to their list of contacts. Because again, one day, one day things might turn around. So you know what they do? They polish up their pitch. They polish up their website. It's always aim, 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 yes, aim, 100%, aim, 100%. aim, and they never fire. 100%. Right. No one wants to hear aim, aim, aim over and over again in a podcast. But this is what people do. They just keep aiming. I don't, so the I don't one think day I've ever perfect. heard. I've never heard something so true on this podcast. That is just so true. It's not even funny. And a lot of people always say, oh, man, Matt, you just have this thing. You have a horseshoe up your ass. You're just so lucky. You just, things just happen for you. No, man, they don't see behind the scenes like a guy right. like you and me. Mm -hmm. for, for example, this book. OK, how many times did you send this out to publishers? Uh, we sent it out to over 100 people. Okay. And here's the thing. Um, I sent it out to the 200 and the first uh, message I get back, the first no. email. 100% no. Not interested. Not our <laughs> genre. Right? Second one. Uh, well, do you have a following? Dude, you want to make money off of me. I want to make money off of you. Wrong yeah. conversation, right? Third person, we're interested. We want to talk to you. Fourth person, we want to sit down and talk with you. This book's pretty good. Fifth person, No. Six person, no response. Exactly. Seventh person, no response. Here's the thing. When you contact 100 people, you don't care who says no. Exactly. It doesn't matter because the next one may say yes. Yeah. So it's the answer is next, next, So to answer next. your question, it's not luck. You know, it's not luck. You're basically putting yourself out there a bunch of times and then it's lottery at that point. The more you choose, the higher percentage there is. Right. So if there's no risk, there's no reward. You keep playing it safe. You will have regrets. Bottom line. Okay. So... How do you overcome the fear of failure then? You just take action. Yeah. And then you learn from it. Yeah. Exactly. What's the worst that can happen? Well, I'll tell you right now, 
the most failure comes from people who actually are scared to go and, and, and fail. All right. If you if you go out and you're not scared to fail, you you know put everything forward. You know you ask like like for your publishing. You know you, you ask a hundred people and you fail, you fail, you fail. Eventually, you're gonna get you know one yes. And eventually, you get one exactly. And then there you go. You, you didn't fail. One. You didn't fail exactly. Here's what failure is: paralysis is failure. When you're paralyzed by inaction, that's failure. You going out and do some, doing something, that's a sign of courage. I respect that. I appreciate that. You learn from that. You move forward. So many people are so chicken shit. So if you're uh, afraid of failure, just go out and take action. Yeah, That's it. 100%. Okay, question number two. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to start this project. I'm too busy to get into shape. I'm too busy. Okay, you know the saying, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. I never ask somebody who's not busy because if they're not busy, that tells me something about them. You yeah, should be true. doing something. That's true. Something productive, something meaningful. What do you think? I think sometimes you, people do get too busy with stuff. You know, my, my host dad my, from North Carolina is a perfect example. He literally runs, I think, like four businesses, right? And he's a very busy guy. But if right. you give him a task, he's going to get it done. Why Why is that though? He's got four businesses. <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you, four businesses that are successful. Like million dollar money. businesses. Of course. All right. And this guy, you give him a task, you know, you give him a task. I need you to drive Matt at 5 a.m. in the morning to practice. He's up at 4.30 waking me up. All right. This guy doesn't sleep because you give something to a busy person. They know what busy is. They get shit done. Right. So how do you deal with busy? Because people want to get some tangible steps. So number one is you keep the main thing the main thing. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes down to training, training is a no brainer. Getting fit is a no brainer. Everyone's got to eat. You can either eat like shit or eat healthy. That's a choice. So never mind this busy. Okay. Number two is exercise. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. If you've got five fucking minutes in a day, you can put in five minutes to get an amazing workout. You yeah. really can. No, that okay. Can. So that's, that's bullshit. Uh, drinking water. Come on. Getting your sleep. Six hours of really good quality sleep. Everyone can do that. So never mind this busy thing. It comes becomes a priority. Okay. Number two, getting critical tasks done that may move my life or my business forward. You get the critical tasks done. I don't care how busy you are. You get one or two critical tasks done. Your day is a success. Yeah, but so many sure. people just don't know how to prioritize. No. I mean, a lot of times people get distracted. I used to notice myself getting distracted as well. Until, like you said, you know, you just pick the main thing. You get the main thing done. If if there's three things that are main that you that you need to get done, and you only get one of them done, the day was somewhat of a success if you get at least one of them done. Okay, let me ask you something. I know you um, you do a lot of stuff with your website. Okay, you're looking at page six is not perfect. Yeah, man. and you can spend half an hour on that or a sales call. Which one do you do? Hundred percent the sales call, and you start noticing percent. it as you as you go ahead and do it. I used to be a guy who was super detailed. Um, getting logos right before I release something, get everything perfect before I release something. And you know, you were the one who was like, okay, your content doesn't need to be perfect. And mm. you better believe my content is still very, very detailed, very, very nice. And I right. put effort into it. Right. But with that being said, you need to do stuff. All right. You need to just get it done. You can't be working on page six that nobody's going to see. Everybody's right. going to see your landing page. Yeah, exactly. You know, what's interesting. Um, I was listening to something on Grant Cardone and Grant Cardone does not like other people handling his landing page. Yeah, he is right on top of that landing page because it has to be perfect. That's the page everyone goes to. Yeah. He makes sales from that landing page. Every other page, detailitis. 
Okay, once you nail that down, you know, you and I can nail down a landing page in 20 minutes. Exactly. That's effective. That works. Yeah. Yeah. We've both proven it. And realistically, right? if you have your landing page and your shop page, that's all you need. You don't need any other pages detailed as fuck or nothing. All right. right. That's where people mess up. Right. And then once you get a good landing page and you got some people going to it, then all of a sudden now it's sales, 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 customers, customer service, customer support, exactly. more sales. That's what it comes down to. How do you deal with busy? Um, do you think connecting with future prospects is important? Strategic 100%, partners. hundred percent. Yeah. In every, every single thing, it could be pro sports. It could be business. It could be a, any sort of job. It could be just friends, you know? Right. But Matt, the Raptors game's on. <laughs> I, I got to catch man. the Raptors. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like a lot of people ask me, some of my clients said, are you watching the NCAA tournament? Fuck no. I don't no. have time for that shit. I have no. time for myself and the, and the, the stuff that's important. Yeah, exactly. I remember one client saying to me, I said, did you do your workout? And he says, man, it's the Leafs. Uh, Leafs are in the playoffs. Oh, I didn't have time. Fuck. I'm like, pardon me? Okay, I'll what tell you what, you what I'll did, do. Okay? What did you I'm going to be on the bike. If that's so important to me, I'm going to be on the bike watching the Leafs game. Or I'm going to be doing push-ups watching the Leafs game. Yeah, exactly. You, you, think I'm, exactly. you think I'm preparing food and doing all this shit to watch a Leafs game? Right. No, man, I'm working out during it, sure. Okay, let me ask you something. How many gyms have we both owned in which there was a TV or two in the gym. Exactly. And that's cool. You watch your right? shit on it. You, you watch the UFC match. You let it run. You watch exactly. the UFC while you're working out. And you might stop for a, an amazing knockout or an NHL like a goal watch, or something. Yeah, right? I watch highlights on the while I'm while I'm working out too. It's it's a it's cool, man. You do that. But if you stop everything to watch a fucking Leafs game, I'm sorry to to, to say this to your client, but that's that's a bitch move. Well, here's <laughs> what happened. Here's what happened. The guy says, I said, listen, you can at least work out. He says, well, I've got food on the table. Oh my Guess God. what happened? I don't know. You're don't, fired. Yeah. I got rid of him. At that I got point, rid of him. At that point, you have to. You, you, you know, it's ridiculous. You'd rather watch a highly tuned athlete succeed and make money off of you than do something for yourself. That was so fucking pathetic. I couldn't stand seeing him. That is I pathetic. saw him in uh, in a uh, grocery store the next uh, like, you know, like a couple months later. Boy, did that guy ever avoid me. Yeah, for sure. And he's probably somewhat fatter, too. He was just as fat, if not more. Yeah. Period, right? man. What do you expect, right? I had a client once who was a pilot, and he was talking to me about the detail with which you have to prepare to fly a plane. So it's called standard, standard operating procedures. You've got to go through like st step A through Z yeah. to fly that plane before it gets into the air. Okay. I have my own set of standard operating procedures. I know this sounds crazy, but the night before, so I can save some time, I shave. I lay out my clothes, my toothpaste, my brush is ready, lunch is made for the next day, water prepared, coffee's actually in the machine, okay? Some people have these timers that it turns on. I don't do that. I just wake up and turn it on, okay? I've got my pan on the stove, got meat for dinner taken out the night before. I train early if I can. Guess what? I get into my car afterwards and I feel like I've accomplished a whole bunch. My day is on autopilot. Yeah, that's sure. starting the day right. Okay, that's what standard operating procedures are versus this, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to make breakfast. Well, you just didn't plan properly. That's all. That's how the day starts right. So this whole I'm too busy is a cop out. You're just not an organized person. I agree. So what do you do? Get organized. Build a habit. Establish routine. Yeah, the moment you build a habit, you know, you establish that routine, your day becomes a lot easier. I remember going to basketball. I'd have all my jerseys ready, my socks ready, my shoes ready. Um, then you're good, man. There's nothing else to worry about. You just kind of let your game take over. It's, it's, it's a flow. Like you said, it's autopilot.
Yeah. And that's anything else as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number three. It's the last question from the audience is, well, it's not even a question. It's more of a statement. Well, it's easier for them. I don't have this skill set. I don't have the body. I don't have the mindset. I didn't get raised in the proper environment. It's easier for them. I don't have what it takes. We've heard that. I'll tell you right now, I still don't think like I know what I'm doing in a lot of things. Like business wise, I want to get into real estate very, very soon. Right. I have no idea. But you best believe somehow going through the process, I'm going to learn. But then you have guys like here says, I don't have it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not as good as the other guy. Man, you're, you're selling yourself short. You're really selling yourself short. Well, you just said it now. I know we had a conversation with, uh, with somebody about real estate. And you got very excited. And for you right now, you just said, I don't have the know-how yet. But the mindset is, I will figure it out. I you will figure learn it out as you go. And you were asking questions left, right, and center. I mean, this guy's very successful too. Yeah, for sure. No, exactly. And it's the same thing as business. You know, you get into the business and a few weeks ago, I didn't know what a business expense was for your taxes and stuff like that. I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know how to operate a business. Right. Well, you know, it was interesting. We were talking to this guy. So uh, we had this conversation with uh, Frankie and uh, remember what he said back then he made 40 bucks an hour. Yeah. And then what happened? And then something happened. It was the machinery, the machinery. He had the machine unplugged. Okay. Basically a miter saw kind of thing. He had the machine unplugged to fix the machine. A kid plugged in the machine and then something happened right and that's what he, he basically yes yeah, something happened off his hand. basically slid off half of his hand yeah it got sewed back on but it was that moment because he had the know-how to build and construct he became a consultant exactly. he became a consultant and helped other people he says that was the day that changed everything because it was no longer about hard labor it was about using his brain and we asked him like did you think you were going to be a success he says, honestly, I didn't think I would, but oh. I was willing to learn to find out a new way. That's a mindset, and right? You just go day by day. Like he, and that, I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. That's what you're doing right now. He said he went to the market. He sold some uh, some designs or whatever, and he, he makes $6,000 in a day. Do you think he thought he was going to make six k? No, he no, didn't. He's just no, like, I'm going to go day by day. I'm going to go. I did it. Holy fuck, I made six k. The next week, he made twelve k. The next yeah. week, you know what I mean? So yeah. you just do it. But then you often hear, well, it was easy for that guy. Yeah. What about me? That's so bullshit. The bottom line is, first of all, it wasn't easy for that guy. Second of all, I don't even think he knew what he was doing. He didn't even know he was going to be that successful. It's no, not easy. No, you no just, I know. You just do it. Yep. So comparison's the root of all jealousy. You have to have some kind of skill set that allows you to be successful. Uh, in the book, I talk about my bodybuilding experiences. Yeah. Okay. So right now, you may have just heard it. We've got a truck going by in Costa Rica. Okay. And what they have is a giant megaphone. Yeah, and, they, okay. and they, they they talk about their groceries and stuff like that. They yeah, have so this on. guy's a hustler, right? Yeah. He's driving around in a shitbox truck with his megaphone in Spanish yelling out that he's got some groceries. He stops on the side of the road. The guy's hustling. Exactly. Right? He's trying to sell, which is cool. So Man. anyway, if that's what you heard just now, that's what it was. So anyway, um, let's talk about in the book, I talk about my bodybuilding experience where I came fourth in the world. I remember going to the pro natural championships in Arizona. And uh, here's what I did know. I wasn't the biggest guy. I didn't have the best muscle. And in fact, I personally think I've got a whole bunch of weak body parts that all seem to match up together to look half decent. But one thing I do know is this. I could out calculate anybody and I can outwork anyone. So I came fourth in the world in the middleweight class. Guys were bigger, better, 
younger, the promoter of the show said I was the leanest, driest, most ripped athlete there. And I did the best with what I had. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I made the most of what I had. So a lot of people have to look at that and say, you do have strengths. Let's capitalize on those strengths. Let's make the most of the strengths. Okay. Do, should you worry about your weaknesses? You can no, touch on no. them, but it's those strengths that you have that are going to make the biggest uh, difference. If you're not the best computer literate guy, can you still run a successful business? Yeah, 100%. You can hire somebody else to do the other stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's often those guys that aren't, aren't afraid of just doing that. Like you said, they don't care about their weaknesses and they figure it out later who are the most successful. What if you have a wicked product? Could you hire a good salesperson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So you go with your strength. Exactly. Go with your strength. Right? Because there's always going to be somebody more talented than you, smarter than you, more connections, better looking. We hear all these rags to riches stories. Remember watching uh, watching the series on Pele. Okay. Pele, the greatest soccer player in the world, probably at that time, the greatest athlete ever. Yeah. Okay. Um, did his parents drive him to the games? Did he get the best shoes? No. Did he have the best ball? What no, was the deal no, with Pele? No, he didn't. You know, he was just uh, he was a phenom, obviously. Um, but the point is, he didn't care about all that stuff. You know, it's the same thing as a business story. It's the same thing as the rags to riches. You know, he just went, did what he did to the best of his ability. Like you said, that working with what he had. Yeah. Right. And like you yeah. in the bodybuilding, you were working with what you had, and you were the best in that area. Right. Right. So success then becomes a choice. You are the sole determining factor as to whether or not you make it. Yeah, you might have to work harder. That's life. Bottom line is you got to believe that you can do amazing things. That's it. If you were given an arena to completely transform your body, your focus, your finances, and your family, would you take me up on it? Join the league. Leagueofelite.com Thank you for listening to this podcast. Subscribe, share with your friends, and be sure to check out the Ultimate Men's Playbook available now at Amazon.com.